Good morning, everyone, and a warm and hearty welcome to each and every one of you here at Kirklesen Parish Church for our Sunday service. And it's lovely to have you joining in with us wherever you may be today. This is already the third Sunday of this year, and how time flies when you're having fun, right? You'll remember that we started off this year by sharing together Holy Communion, sharing the elements of the bread and wine. And last week, we were reminded of our own baptism as we reflected on Christ's baptism, the fact that we've been reconciled to God the Father, that we've been cleansed and washed clean and made righteous to stand upright in the heavenly throne as we approach God the Father. And I know that's quite a mouthful, but I want to ask you, how do you respond to this freedom that you've been granted? How do you respond when you receive the gift of salvation? You respond with gratitude, but of course. What's the first thing you do when you receive an unexpected gift? You go to the person who gave it to you. And you thank that person. And so I challenge you today and in this week to in the morning when you wake up to if you have time to write this down or maybe just think about it. The first thing you do when you open your eyes is just to think of five things. Five things that you are really grateful for. And it might be the fact that you're able to wiggle your toes or you're able to open your eyes and see Either the ice or the snow or the hail or bright blue skies. Um, it might be the smallest thing. The fact that you have running water in your house and heating. That you're surrounded by your loved ones. Um, that you are able to maybe share yet another birthday. Or celebrate someone else's birthday. Being grateful and thankful is at the heart of the gospel. We know that. Jesus didn't come for those that are healthy, but He came for especially those that are sick. And when we are thankful, we say that we cannot do this on our own. We are dependent upon God. It's neither Christmas nor someone's birthday, but the disciples in Acts 1 are expecting a gift. And they're expecting a big gift, something massive, something that will Blow them away. The restoration of the kingdom of Israel. And Jesus responds by saying, I'm not going to give you that, but what I have in mind is much, much better. And he says it like this. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and to the outskirts and the ends of the earth. In this very short verse, there are three powerful hidden gifts that I would like for us to focus on. And these gifts pretty much summarize not only Acts, but the first century church and how it also can operate and should operate today. So we have three gifts and one. And let me explain. First of all, we're promised the pneuma, the Holy Spirit. And that can be translated into many different words. It can mean an advocate or 
a comforter, someone that represents you, or someone that shows a great deal of compassion and empathy for you, reminding you that you are never alone and that God stands with you. It can also mean helper, someone to assist you, someone equipping you with different gifts and giving you different talents and to also then intercede for you so that you don't have to pray from your own power and strength to God. And lastly, pneuma or parakletos can mean encourager, to strengthen, to make brave, to be bold. For what? For the second gift that we hear in this passage. And that is to live with purpose. And this purpose for you and I and for all other believers in the world is to be a witness. Now when I hear the word witness, I get a bit anxious. The nerves start creeping in and I, I think of cross-examination or a courtroom or maybe you've watched the series Suits. The Greek word for witness is the word marturia and it can be translated as martyr. That's where we get the word martyr from. And of course, most of the disciples died as martyrs for that very purpose of sharing the good news of the gospel. Today, for many people in the world, especially here in Britain, we live in a different context, but the mission remains exactly the same. To proclaim the good news of God's salvation at any cost, testifying of His goodness and grace, as if your life depended on it. And this was a bit of a, a game changer for the disciples. Remember when Jesus died, they thought this was it, this was the end. And then He was resurrected and He appeared on many different occasions to the disciples to give them a final task, a final appointment. And so, by now, we know that that piece of promise also included the Holy Spirit. They've been given a general direction to move in, according to Acts 1 verse 8. And lastly, after receiving the Holy Spirit and giving a direction to move in, they're given a road map. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the world. Now this would have come as a shock to them. Jerusalem, a big thumbs up. It's the holy city, the home of the temple, and the center of Jewish life. It's, it's understandable. And then a bit further, concentric circle, is the province and the area, the region of Judea. It is the place where the city of Jerusalem is located. But then the map gets a bit lopsided. And according to them at least, there was a bit of ink spillage on this map because they are instructed to go to Samaria. And this was a, a bit of a, a strange thing for them because this was a place for traitors, people that weren't fully Jewish. Many of them were half Jewish, half Gentile. But Jesus was busy preparing them that His love and acceptance were for all, especially those that we, or in their case, they have written off. 
And then there's this final instruction on the road map to go to the outskirts of the world, throwing them off entirely by including every single gentile and weird and wacky human known to mankind. So these apostles will start there where they are in Jerusalem and will gradually spread the gospel in wider and wider concentric circles until the whole world is covered. And that's an excellent model for the church up until today. A great gift given the Holy Spirit, you're given your purpose and your meaning is to share this. And with whom should you share? Who should be the object of your witness, of your sharing? of the good news. Every single person out there and starting at home. Many of us will not be able to travel for a massive part of this year. You won't be able to go to the outskirts of the year or go to Mallorca or Madeira or to that uh, nice Central American city, Guatemala, that you've always wanted to go to for your coffee roasting experience. But what we do have is our homes. And as we share this message, we know that within a click of a finger, within an instant, it can reach many different parts and most parts of the world because of the internet. And we are so grateful for that and that you are able to join us here where you are from the comfort and the safety of your home. So you and I, dear friends, we've been equipped by the Spirit to live with purpose. And this purpose is to share the good news, to be a witness to all of the world, starting at home, making sure that our relationships close to us with our neighbors and the people in our street are of such a nature that they will experience something of God's goodness, of His flavors, of His saltiness, of His positive and nice aroma when they see us and when we greet them and tell them to have a good day. We need to count our blessings. And as we do this, we share God's holiness wherever we go. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope to see you soon. Remember that we have a live Zoom service every first and third Sunday of the month. Receive now the blessing of the Lord. As you go from here, may God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you peace and mercy and grace. Do not let your faith be without witness. Remember God's gift of the Holy Spirit given for you so that you can be a witness to all who need to hear the good news of God's salvation. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest and remain with you forevermore. Amen.